screen. Let's all go. Now you may have noticed um, there's a small building project in the corner. And that's thank you to Richard Williams. Uh, so every week, this is our Advent. The Edge are going to be reading our, lighting the candles and doing the reading and prayer and for our Advent candles. And each week, we're going to be adding to our stable. And so if people wanted to go and have a look, there's going to be maps of the journeys that people make each day. So this week, we've got Mary and Joseph's journey to uh, Bethlehem. There's a map in there, and there'll be a map of different things that are happening in the story. And that's, yeah, so if people want to look at that, that's what that's going on over there. The Christmas lights, always a good way to start. And turn this one on. So this morning is um, the first day of Advent, 28 days to Christmas, if you didn't know. It's uh, theme, the theme of uh, today, is, oh, it's, of, it's called Are We There Yet? Um, and it's a story of hope. Now, who is your favourite, who is your favourite superhero? What is it that you like about them? Is it their power? Their strength, maybe their missions they go on, or it could be their personality, the Hulk, you know. My favourite one is Mrs. Incredible, a lasty girl she is, and uh, she also is a very good pilot, apparently, and she's a shapeshifter. Well, all those would be quite cool um, superpowers to have. Lately, um, this over the last few months, <coughs> I've watched a couple of movies, um, and one of them was Batman. And I'll tell you about the other one shortly. We're going to watch a couple of clips. Um, and it was really interesting that the theme of hope came up in those movies. And I saw the importance of, well, we all know the importance of hope in the world and improving the human condition. So the first one I'm going to, we're going to play is the Batman clip. If that would go now, and we'll go from there. Christian Bale. Shouldn't the people know the hero who saved them? A hero can be anyone, even a man doing something as simple and reassuring as putting a coat around a young boy's shoulders to let him know the world hadn't ended. A hero can be anyone, even a man doing something as simple as putting a coat around a young boy's shoulders to let him know the world hadn't ended. In the story of Bruce Wayne, we might know um, his parents had just been murdered, and so he then went in to do all he did and became Batman. And, but that cop comforted him and put a coat around his shoulder. It's a really simple act of encouragement, and it was a seed sown, and it was a symbol of hope. What simple act can we do today to encourage, 
someone to guide them, to comfort, to believe, to get someone to believe in themselves. Even the simple act of a smile. And not only is, I was just looking up smiles while I was doing this research for the sermon, for some silly reason. There's 19 different types of smiles. I haven't practiced them all. Um, but a simple smile actually lifts everyone's mood, lifts your mood. It's actually known to stimulate our um, endorphins. But it also does something for us. It lowers our blood pressure, which helps us to extend our life and have a healthier life. Now, this story isn't true. But I tell you what, we can all be that cop. We can plant hope in a simple act done with great faith and we can make it true. Now the second movie is on Netflix at the moment and I know some people may have already seen it. It's based on true story. It's about one guy with a mission from God. God inspired a small group of high schoolers actually in America in the 1970s 60s, 70s, I forgot to check the date actually, and influenced a whole city. Imagine a team of a people, stadium full of people praying, and they helped God show up in this town in America. It was a town segregated by racial tension, it was filled with violence, but by introducing Jesus to this town, it gave hope. And he, oh, wrong way. So a hero can be anyone. Oh, where's this one? Mm, sorry. So yeah. So we'll, do you want to pl- we'll play the clip now, Gary. That would be great. We'll play the first that clip. He's got sound. The movie is actually called Woodlawn. Has anyone seen it? And it's the story of Tony Nathan, who was one of the first professional um, all all blacks, (laughs) gridiron players. American football. Oh, it's a shame that the sound was show we heard the sound before. We were looking around with it. Never mind. A quote that was played at the beginning of this clip. It says people can't live without hope. They need it like they need air. Now people we grow, we uh, have a greater hero than a DC character, Comet Bat book Batman. And we have a town of our own with its own issues. We can use all our the superheroes, and our, we can all use, we can all be a superhero, like Tony Nathan, who um, in that story went on to become a superstar football player. But we all have gifts and talents that we can use on our own to be our own superhero to follow an example. So this was set in Birmingham, Alabama. 
and they were a town that were, as I say, created a lot of racial tension. There was a high school, a huge high school of about 2,000 young people, of which 600 were black, and they were allowed to, that was one of the first unsegregated high schools. And they were able to, the, the clip would have told you, showing you that, um, yeah. So this one guy had a mission from God to actually help God show up there. And he converted, the, first of all, the football team. And then from the football team, they converted another high school. And then they got thousands of people in a stadium. It's a really inspiring movie if you want to watch it. And so we too here can help Jesus show up in Hut City, just like that, with prayer and faith. Because Jesus came at Christmas to bring us hope. The Christmas story gives hope to parents and families everywhere. That that little bundle of joy that we hold is a potential and gives us hope that the world can be a better place. Christmas gives purpose to, for example, in the Christmas story, the shepherds who had a, had a, were on a mission to find out, find a baby in a manger. It gave purpose to wise men who were seeking a king and had word on a king to find that, but again, to find Jesus. And there is a pur where there is a purpose, there is a hope. Now, what is hope? Hope is a seed, na pickle pickle, the fern frond, that, some, that is something small that grows and unfurls, that we can plant in other people because we have the story of Christmas. Seeds usually germinate in... Hello? Dark places. And hope is like the light at the far end of the tunnel. So maybe we need to get alongside people who are in dark places and hard places to share that light and that hope. Hope is a gift. And hope doesn't actually exist, I don't believe, without us sharing it. Hope given by him, this is from Romans 5.5, works together to give us confidence, joy, peace, power, and love. That is a true gift. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has, who has given it to us. Now hope, this, the Jewish word for hope is tikva, if you're interested in that, in learning about the different link, and that is used throughout the scriptures. Um, when people speak of hope in a spiritual context, sometimes they may be, may be meaning believing good things can happen with, with faith in a higher power. They might direct their hopes outward in prayer, for others, it might mean looking on the, to the bright side of life, looking at challenges as opportunities. I found three examples in the uh, scripture of where I feel Jesus was giving people hope. And now, um, over the last few weeks, as Andrew mentioned before, we've been going to the study on Sunday night called The Other Kind of Life. And last week, one of the ex prayer exercises that we were talked about was putting ourselves in the um, in a, praying a gospel story, 
and putting ourselves in a position where we can get to meet Jesus. I've chosen three stories which I feel we can get into. This first one I chose is from John 4, 1 to 26, and it's the woman at the well, where Jesus met this woman and he forgave her and he gave her second chances. He revealed to her that he knew about the five men that she'd had as partners up until that point. He revealed to her that he was a living water. He revealed to, and the, the, in the meantime, the disciples are actually a bit disgruntled about this because she was Sumerian. And he also gave to her a purpose and she went off and shared this message with the villagers. So if we were to live in that story, if we were to put ourselves there, maybe we would be observers, or maybe you would be one of those pe people in that story. Maybe you could be the woman, maybe you're one of the villagers who are hearing her tale that she is telling. But whatever has happened, Jesus is giving us a message of hope there. There is hope for us in that story. There is hope that we can share with people that he is a forgiving God, that he knows us, more than skin deep. He knows our five times back the mistakes we've made and he forgives us and loves us anyway and that he can fill that thirst, that need that we have. So take time maybe this week that story resonates with you and you could sit with that story. Another story of hope and I was the, one of the songs we sang earlier is the disciples in the middle of the storm, where Jesus lay asleep in the bottom of the boat, where they lacked faith and felt fear. And he woke up and he stilled that storm. The fact that he was with them in the middle of the storm, they had to learn to trust him. I don't know who you are in that story, but the whole idea is that he gave hope and he showed them that he was a strength that they could rely on. He could control nature. If he can control a storm, he can control anything. The third story that you can sit yourself in was the story of the raising from the dead from Lazarus. And in each of these examples, Jesus is our living hope. The third story, Lazarus, who he gave new life. He rose him from the dead and healed him. We're not told what he went on to achieve for the kingdom, but Jesus used that situation to instill hope and power into his believers. Again, there's, there's Lazarus' sisters. There's Lazarus himself. I don't know how you'd feel after you've been dead for a few days, raising again. It would just be mind-blowing, I suppose. Um, and then he, there was the disciples again, all these people in that story, and the villagers, all these people. And if we put ourselves in that story, what do we learn? That's in John 11, 144, if you're interested. But maybe over the next few weeks, as we contemplate Christmas, you could put yourself in the Christmas story. There's lots of characters in that Christmas story that we can relate to. Maybe you're a new mum, like Mary, or a worried young father, like Joseph. Maybe you're 
uh, someone who's seeking God and like the wise men. Or the shepherds, disturbed by a crowd of angels. Whoever you are, sit yourself in that story and let Jesus talk to you and let him instill hope in you so that you can then share that with the world. So the main question I've been asking is, are we there yet? And no, I'm afraid we're not. Our world needs hope. Now this week um, on the news, uh, the New Zealand Health Survey came out and it was released and I heard on the radio and I had a quick look up some of the statistics that it's released. One in five adults in New Zealand have hazardous drinking habits. And I'm not talking about water. One in four young people experience high levels of mental distress. There was a lot of good things in the survey as well, but the fact that those facts are still there, that our young people report low life satisfaction between the ages of 15 and 24, it's supposed to be the most fun time of your life. No worries, you don't have a mortgage. But anyway, until the world knows about God's forgiveness and second chances. Until the world knows about peace, the peace of God in the middle of our storms. Until the world knows about new life and eternity. We're not quite there yet. We, with God's help, have work to do. So put on your capes because you're all superheroes. Put out your hand to others. Share God's words. Smile. Maybe there's someone that's going to really appreciate that this Christmas, standing in a busy queue in Queensgate. And pray. Because we can have God show up in our town. It can start this Christmas. It won't be easy because Christmas is really can be quite stressful. But I believe that Christmas and Advent have been put here every year to remind us. They've been put here at Christmas where God started to reach out down to us, Emmanuel, God with us. Christmas reminds us that we have a gift for the world and that is hope for now and for the future. Let us pray. Father God, we just thank you that each year you bring us back to Christmas where you came down to earth. You became human to understand our condition. And you can work in any situation from the small, a small thing that we may be worried about through to huge issues in Ukraine and famine and refugee camps and other disturbing things that are happening around our world. You are there with each of them. So Lord, I just pray that over the next four weeks as we approach Christmas, you'll prepare our hearts and challenge us to give that smile, put the coat around someone's shoulders, to comfort, to guide. And Lord, to just to know and understand the love that you have for us and for this world. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together.